Hi, I'm Christopher. Hi, Seth. everybody. This is Bob. Hey, guys. Bergen. This is Stephanie Shea. Hey, I'm Veronica Taylor. Hey, everybody. This is Billy West. Hey, guys. I'm Ryan Coltley. Hi, this is Kyle Abraham. Hi, this is Kira Buckley. Hi, I'm Jameson Price. Hi, I'm Sean Chiplock. You are listening to Two Dads. You're listening to the Two Dads. 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 What's up? That's all I have to add. That's that's, <laughs> that's best you get for me. It's, this week, man, yeah. we spent so we're we're we were in the fields for a while because we were. a great musician has passed, and obviously that's Taylor Hawkins for the Foo Fighters. Now, which was a very iconic band for us. I my that's all my Facebook has been for two weeks, and that's crazy because like even when when Bowie died. I did not get this much reaction from everybody I've ever known in life. Um, yeah, like, I we had talked about this before, but I've never really felt emotional about a celebrity death in the way that this did. And I'm not trying to make it about me, but I legitimately felt crushed that this well, happened. Congratulations, <laughs> you just did make. It I did. About I you. did make it about me for a second, but that's um, not the intention. Like. It, it was a legitimate feeling that I had, like, and I've never felt like that before. And I, I was like, you're the same what way. is this? <laughs> um, Foo Fighters was never my favorite band. but No, I can't say it was my favorite band, but it was incredibly... One of the most, most influential yes. bands and most impactful. I mean, that's the soundtrack of, of us growing up was, was Foo Fighters. 100%. You know? and, and, and congratulations to them, Medicine at Midnight is phenomenal and got recognized at the grammys obviously yep. and, and they're the now the got the most grammys of any american band ever which is and awesome they definitely deserve it obviously this is a group of ex- unbelievably talented musicians from pat smear to the the late taylor hawkins obviously dave grohl and, and you have influences from all these 80s and 90s underground scene people and oh yeah! It just oh yeah! It was it coalesced into something perfect. So we're gonna well, do and we we um, did something a little different this week. Fun, yeah, it was fun. Instead of doing a top five or a top ten, what we did is we created our mixtape of Foo Fighters songs, um, Foo Fighters mixtape. And honestly, this is because we don't want to be sad about this anymore. We want to celebrate the man's life. Absolutely. So this one is is for Taylor Hawkins a legendary drummer one of the best of all times and as as a drummer you know he was a huge yeah. influence on the yeah. kind of music i listened to and the kind of music i wanted to play that was real big so when you're listening to this you can kind of treat it as felix is a side i'm b side let's get our mixtapes all right so i start mine off with one of the best hooks ever one of the best intros ever to a song and that is rope off of their Wasting Light, oh nice, uh, Wasting Light album, 2011. This is the album I went saw them live for. Oh now, yeah, that was an amazing experience because I got blackout drunk um, <laughs> for the opening act because I, I I started out in, in with uh, my drummer. We pre-gamed and split a fifth of Jack, and then we got there <laughs> and we split another fifth of Jack, and then we went and we smoked some green. And then I went to the bathroom and he lost me. Okay, we were in nosebleed <laughs> seats. I come out to the second song of the set. Like, that's when I come to. And it is this song, Rope. And it's got the, the um, what do you call it? 
It's got the tremolo effect on the beginning. I had to look at my pedal board because I couldn't remember. <laughs> it's got the tremolo effect. So it's got the dun 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 And it's fucking, it hits hard. And that's what brought me to. And suddenly, instead of being in nosebleeds, I was up like towards the front of the stadium <laughs> and surrounded by some awesome people. It was a great fucking show. Nice. So nice. I like that. Out. That's a that's a very solid first choice. Well, track one on B side. I I chose mine a little bit different. I kind of wanted to tell a story throughout, and it's a very chill instrumental that has a really fun story behind why it was written, and it's Ballad of the Beaconsfield Miners. Oh, I love that one, man. I absolutely love it. That's it's crazy. a shorter song. Yeah. It's a beautiful instrumental, and it was written simply to help lift the spirits of two men who were trapped in a mining accident. And right, right. it was all this beautiful picked guitar. And where, it has this where kind was of, the accident? I believe Australia. Okay. But the, the music, it almost had like a Western sound to it. And it was just this, it threw me off. It's, it's 100% not like the rest of their music. And yeah, well, it's here's, very different here's the, in the feel. The crazy thing about Foo Fighters is they can imitate almost any style, any band they have successfully imitated, and and those influences are sprinkled oh, yeah. out throughout oh, every yeah. album. And you'll but, get that, I'm sure, on both sides right, of, right. of ours here. But that's that's what started me in. It's kind of easing us into the rest of the playlist. But the thing that sticks out about them is there are zero bands that can imitate Foo Fighters. I 100% so, agree. I move on in my list. Mine, uh, unlike yours, mine is all about the flow of sound and sort of emotion, emotional ride. Unlike and so mine. I go, Mine's kind of similar to that. It's just in a different right, way. Right, but you're, you're telling a story. I'm telling a vibe here. So <laughs> right, I flow right. into all my life. Oh, that's now, such a that good song. that is off of one by one. And the, the cool thing, the only thing I did here was you get the first song rope and then you get all my life where it goes closer to the prize at the end of the rope. And so I kind of, you know, tied the two things together a little bit, but like a rope. So, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. See, <laughs> this is so. This is off their 2002 album. Probably the biggest song off that album, obviously, because one by one is is the name of the album, and one by one is in the lyrics of this song. So it, it's it's one of my all time favorites that they've ever done because you get to the bridge sort of part and like girls just fucking yelling man and the drums are going heavy and the bass oh, yeah. on the drums lining up with the rhythm of the guitar just fucking fucking makes your heart pump faster and faster you know don't drive while you're listening to the song <laughs> uh, on, on full blast definitely well track two for mine is i'm keeping in i'm easing us into it and it's a very very different song than what you're used to from the Foo Fighters, especially in comparing it to Rope and All My Life, is Virginia Moon from In Your Honor in 2005. This I song that. threw uh, me I off the album. first time I heard it. I, yeah. I was not expecting this beautiful bossa nova in the middle of this rock album. And it is just absolutely wonderful. And it just completely, like I said, it threw me off. You know, they brought in Nora right, Jones, right. who's an American jazz pop singer-songwriter, and she joined Grohl in creating this and writing it, and she actually talked about how it was very complex in the way the songs move, and she was a little disappointed she didn't get to rock out with the Foo Fighters. 
which I get, I get, but they created just, like I said, this amazingly complex song, yet it's it's incredibly beautiful and easy to listen to. Yeah, and Nora Jones, obviously the daughter of the great Ravi Shankar, and so she's got, like, you get a talented person like her oh, to yeah. jump Oh, yeah, jump this collab just was an absolutely phenomenal piece of art and i'm so happy that i got it i like i said i was not expecting this jazzy bossa nova kind of song so my number three after i just hit you hard i i cleanse the palate with stranger things have happened from echo silence patience and grace and it's oh, very nice most it is all acoustic so i know yes. it's like well where is uh, Taylor Hawkins in this? This is your guys' Taylor Hawkins celebration. Well, if they start every album before they start recording, they go down and Grohl and Taylor Hawkins would lay down scratch tracks. They would write out the guitar parts. And so in recording, you lay down a scratch track. It's kind of like the demo. It's the outline of the song. And then you build off that. This was the four first album that when the two of them met up and started writing, Instead of just writing some scratch tracks, they actually tried to write lyrics and the vocal parts before they even hit the studio. So I imagine you can feel a lot of influence in these acoustic songs on this album. Oh, yeah. Uh, they try to do some acoustic, more acoustic stuff on this album well, than they had previously. While Taylor was predominantly, he was the drummer for the band. That's not all he did. That's not all he could oh, no. do. Well, my number three kind of does the opposite. I'm I'm not relaxing you anymore because I eased you into my mixtape. I I ended up going with for number three these days from Wasting Light in 2011. You know, that it starts off song. with a it starts it, it, off very simple and very yeah. You know, it's light chill, man. And, it's really chill. and it picks up and it gets away from that acoustic that I've been starting you off with. And it gets you more into what you're used to with their signature sound. It starts gently and picks up. And the lyrics are fantastic. Honestly, that's a, you know, going theme with all of their songs. Their lyrics all tell some sort of story or some sort of element that people can relate to. And this song really does that to quite a few people, you know, being told, you know, it's all right by people who may not have any idea what they're talking about and it might not be all right and that's okay. Like chill. <laughs> but yeah, these days I absolutely nice. loved it. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm picking you up. I'm picking you up yeah. where you're easing you down. I, I like well, it. Well, I, I cleanse the palate so that I can hit you again in the face with stacked actors. I'm going back to there's nothing less to, left to lose. 1999. So many amazing songs to pick off of this album. And it's the first album that Taylor Hawkins is with the band, recording yep. with the band. It's a fantastic album. And this song is just dirty, man. It's in the mud, dirt, stacked dead <laughs> actors, man. And it's got that grimy uh, guitar in it. And and this is the, a album where you have like Learn to Fly and Breakout and Generator and all these fantastic songs and M.I.A., and none of them made my list because I just love this song so much. <laughs> I think it's the I get one it. of the most Foo Fighters songs ever written. You know, it's got hundred percent. It's got that like super grungy feel. Like you said, it's very yeah. dirty. Just mm. mm -hmm. I like that. Well, my number four. So I'm easing you up. I, I got you into it. Nothing too too heavy. 
And I'm you sound jumping like a predator right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping back into Echo Silence Patience and Grace from 2007 and I'm going with The Pretender. It is probably Fantastic. one of their most I love that that music video is um unbelievable, oh, yeah. you know. And it's probably one of their most well-known songs or one of their yeah. most well-known songs. It re- it was number 2 on the rock charts in 2007 when it launched and it's a harder sound and it has this wonderful layered vocals as you get further into the song where you've got two different melodies two different things going yeah, on and, at once and, and girls just yelling at the end of it yeah you know? <laughs> and you can feel that emotion you know and with the pretender it's very much the emotion in the <laughs> lyrics and the meaning behind the words in the pretender and yeah, yeah. like i said before so many of their songs have this really deep meaning behind it. They don't just write songs to to get to the top of the charts. And that's one of the things that I think we both appreciate about them is they're not writing mainstream songs to be mainstream. They're writing no, they these just, songs for them. They and they just, just happen, happen to be, to be bangers, man. They're best <laughs> in the business to write hooks. That's the thing. You go through these albums and there are so many hooks, like just fucking catchy as shit all up and down. So what number are we on now? Five. We are we are just about halfway through. So my five could have easily been the start of the album because it's a great album or it's a great song to just hit you with. And it's no way back from In Your Honor 2005. Oh, nice. And it just hits this. And Food Fighters are great with the big hits, you know, and all their songs. And and the use of just not just distortion and, and some some dissonance to create some tension and then just loosen it up. It's fantastic. It hits so, you. It hits you. And it's great. Well, I'm staying within your yeah. honor in 2005, but I chose a different song. CD. It, it is. <laughs> it's well. And the thing is, this album released just after our freshman year of high school like we had just finished our freshman year we're just now getting into what a lot of people say is like the most influential parts of your teenage years and this song comes out in the summer after our high school year and one of the songs was number one on the charts that year and it was best of you yeah and this was a fantastic song song. i'll I'll catch myself today humming it or singing it and you know what they caught a lot of shit for this album from from uh, fans who thought it was just weird that just how the album was like, well, half of it's Foo Fighters. I don't know what this other half is. <laughs> but and see, that's what I, I loved about it is they're not writing it for you guys. <laughs> you know, they're not writing it for us. Well, no, they yeah, are. To, but well, they to just, an uh, extent, you, you'll catch up. You'll catch up with the rest yeah. of us. And you'll that, that's just later. it. And this song, Best of You, it was everywhere when it released. I, I mean, it was yeah. number one. It was everywhere on the radio, everywhere you went, you could hear this song playing at some point or another, and it easily influenced so much of my listening tastes for the rest of that year, and honestly, the rest of high school. You know, on I feel like In Your Honor is one of their strongest albums, but maybe that is just kind of a nostalgia bias for me, because it did release, <laughs> you know, when we were in high school. So there That's might fair. be a little bit at of that in there. But, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, it might be nostalgia bias but i feel like most of the songs on this album are just straight hits and fantastic so i i do kind of like i I tease them with like so is it going to be a palate cleanser then it hits with these days off of wasting light because i also loved that song 
Um, Excellent. I was I was hoping that would be on your list as well. I had to like if I had to choose my favorite song, it's one of it's it's my favorite album, I think, and that could just be because I saw them perform it live. A little and nostalgia so, bias. A little nostalgia you know, bias. It, is, it was <laughs> it was a great time in life. It was 2011. We were partying like motherfuckers and drinking like sh- a shit ton and creating memories <laughs> to this to the soundtrack of this album. You know, mm-hmm. and. So that one, it's got that song, like you said, it's got a lot of meaning in it. It's got a lot of heart with it. And that whole album, I think, is fantastic. Like it, it had been a while since we got a a Foo Fighters album before this one. And nobody really knew. Yeah, what to it was think. Uh, four years. Their between. last two albums, like In Your Honor, was kind of uh, bipolar and, and what you're getting <laughs> with it. And then Silence Echoes, Patience and Grace was great. But they they did the same kind of thing. They tried to switch things up. So nobody knew what they were going to come out with. And when they came out with this album, it was fucking Foo Fighters and shit. And it was fantastic. Well, now it's my turn to take it back a little bit to there is nothing left to lose. And we're, we're like I said, we're building up and we're getting into core Foo Fighters sound, in my opinion. And it's learn to fly. Oh, yeah. You know, this, like you said, this was the first album featuring Taylor Hawkins. And this really set the groundwork for what they went on to become. You know, this released right before we turned 10 years old. And that's, you know, right there, we're we're finally getting to listen to stuff we want to. Our parents are buying us, you know, CDs that we asked for. It was was everywhere. The song was everywhere. Well, and the album itself, There's Nothing Left to Lose, won their first of many Grammy Awards. Right. Like that was that was their first Grammy sitting there with this album. And honestly, there's so many great songs on it. But Learn to Fly is probably my favorite one from it. I think with with my flow, the way I was going with this mixtape, the next song back to In Your Honor, Best of You, not just because of how iconic of a sound that song is and whether you hated it at the time or didn't or, or loved it at the time. You can't get it out of your head. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's so it, catchy. It's, <laughs> I instantly learned how to play it on guitar. I instantly learned all the words to it. And it's got one of the most intricately phenomenal drum parts ever. Like, Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. all over the place. Like a fucking ninja with precision <laughs> on his drum kit during this. Mm-hmm. It is fucking fantastic. One of his best drum performances ever 100 percent. i i definitely agree with that drop right in there for me so we're continuing my list so the seventh song on b-side we're hitting up the sonic highways and we're going fast we're going hard with the feast and the famine nice so while something from nothing reached number one so that was the number one in 2014 when this when this launched yeah that was the first song on the on the album Feast in the Famine was second, and it hits you hard. It's fast. It's heavy. It's in your face. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. And the Sonic Highways, the story behind the the creation of the album and the songs were fantastic. You know, they have this documentary on HBO, and they they traveled to different cities and interviewed local musicians and got literally wrote their lyrics based off of these interviews and this one yeah, they recorded no, in arlington if, washington yeah DC. when you watch the documentary 
they he's taking notes the whole time and he pulls straight from what these people are saying to write the lyrics from it because uh, it's it's Grohl. He's he's good at this type of shit. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. His lyrics are fantastic. Cool. And I don't know, man. I Sure. There are something from nothing is a fantastic song, but the feast and the famine. I just love how fast, how hard it hits. And it, it just when you're done, you're just like, whew, that, man, that was a hell of a song. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't just interview people there. They also met up with local musicians and got to know the local style to try and get influence from that also, which is oh, yeah. crazy cool. I mean, why you get to go jam with Foo Fighters for the day so they can make an album, you know? I mean, that sounds like a, a hell of a time to spend to me, man. <laughs> so my number eight, I hit the crescendo with... Probably my favorite Foo song, Fighter song of all time. I know I told you it was CU, and I love CU. It's got a place in my heart always. But <laughs> Let It Die Ooh. has to be one of the most perfect songs ever written. This is another one off of Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace from 2007. And just the lyrics are so... Like, he doesn't pull any punches with these lyrics. They're very direct and intense. And the song is intense. And oh, yeah. It's just like that's that to me, that's the perfect crescendo for this for for my mixtape. I had to put it in here. I love that shit. I like it. I like it. That's a that's a very solid crescendo for me. The next song I'm staying with Sonic Highways and we're we're still keeping up the beat a little bit, but it's slowing down just a little. It's in the clear, which is a fantastic song and honestly what really makes the song stand out to me so much is the lyrical rhyming scheme and the rhythm that they have with the lyrics just are fantastic another one that's incredibly catchy and the way it flows with the with the music and the melody i absolutely love it i could listen to this song over and over yeah i agree that's a underrated album and it kind of for for what how I was introduced to it was through the TV show, through the documentary. And so I didn't even listen to the album start to finish until now because I'd heard all the songs on, on the doc, you know. But, it, but it's a lot stronger than people, I think, probably give it credit for. Yeah, this one, um, they went to New Orleans for it. And yeah. they they actually talked, you know, did a radio interview with the bassist for... Foo Fighters, Nate Mandel, and he said that it was his favorite city to go to when they were doing that because it was just, we just did things that are so far out of our normal orbit of experience as a band. And I just, I love that. Yeah. They're going out of their comfort zone to create amazing music and amazing songs. And it, and don't you know, you don't get New that Orleans, a whole lot. I'll be there in a couple weeks. You can see me in person. So my number nine, I'm going to New Orleans in a couple weeks. That's not a lie. <laughs> I believed you, actually. <laughs> my number nine, I'm going with the comfort. Because after you hit the crescendo, you got to come down. So I'm giving one of their most comforting songs to me. It's an older song, one by one. What is that? 2002 for this album. And it's times like these. It is fantastic song. It's got fantastic meaning to it. And it's kind of this is after uh, Taylor Hawkins had had a heroin overdose, and this song kind of comes back with uh, you know learn to live again is and learn to love again, learn to love again, and it's 
it's just it the song for me i've heard it so much it was everywhere i like oh, i yeah. challenge you to find a person that doesn't know this song or at it's least hasn't heard shit. it yeah right <laughs> it was it was everywhere again at the time it was everywhere it was on the radio it was in stores it was you know on tv this song was yeah. everywhere and it is an absolute fantastic song it's honestly it's probably man. one of my favorite songs yeah but again it didn't quite fit my story with the way things were going and how I was, how I did my list. What we're on to your number nine. We are. We're on to the second to last song, and I'm easing you back. We hit you hard. We hit you fast. The past couple songs, we're we're getting in there with upbeat, and we're slowing it down with the song that just won best rock song at the Grammy Awards, "Waiting on a War" from Medicine at Midnight just well, released that's last year interesting because my number 10 and the way i mellow us out and smooth out the 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 in the ending and stick the landing is with waiting on a war it's a fantastic song it okay, is so, so pure and yeah the the story behind why it was written and how it was written is honestly kind of heartbreaking when yeah. you really like look into it and learn this about you know dave grohl and his life and him growing up and everything you know he started writing this song because he was remembering things about him growing up in cold war era dc thinking that we're going to go to nuclear war and he's having nightmares about missiles and soldiers in his backyard and so he writes this song about it i mean to me and this is a brilliant thing about Foo Fighters is they write a song and you can pull whatever meaning you need from that song. With oh, yeah. The, way the lyrics are. Written. Oh, yeah. And so that that's it's a very relatable song, I think. It and is. It especially thing, with what's happened over the last few months, what's been going on in the world. The song hits it's not even even it's not even deeper my favorite. Now. It's not even my favorite song off the album. Medicine at Midnight, which fantastic album. I keep finding myself like this whole time we're trying to narrow down the list, but I just find myself listening through that album. I'm like, I'm, what am I doing? It, it's one I of their listening to everything else. Yeah, it's a, a fantastic album, and this you know, is another it's one, one of their most recent. The, is, uh, well, it is their most recent. Uh, I guess if you're not considering Studio Six Six Six, but uh, what 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 was the band they did for that? They named themselves. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> The uh the the brilliant thing about sorry I had, I had a brain fart. No, the brilliant fine. thing about this album is they just did before they made this album they did a cover album of a Bee Gees album start to finish. Yeah, the and Dee Gees Hail Satin. <laughs> you can hear influences oh, in this man. album from the pop disco funk sound. Oh yeah, all over this oh, yeah. album. And I almost wanted to put a DG song on here, but I was like, uh, they're not <laughs> their songs, so I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pass. I, I wanted to too, but what are you gonna do? You fantastic be, covers. Great. You should 100% listen to that album. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Waiting on a War isn't even my favorite song on the album. Uh, it's just the song that fit what I was doing. I yep. mean, the yep. Medicine at Midnight itself, No Son of Mine, were all fantastic songs off this album. I can't believe they wrote a song, uh, an album so good this late in their career. It just blows my mind. And it's it's almost bittersweet it winning Best Rock Song at the Grammy Awards because it was just nine days after Taylor's tragic death. 
And so right. honestly, what right. better way to honor his memory and how amazing he was as part of the band and just as a musician in general than one of their newest songs winning that that Grammy Award. Well, so I'm, how do you wrap up yours? How I'm you, wrapping mine the up. Bow on the present. It's the longest song. And I guess if you really want to get technical, it's not by the Foo Fighters. It's by Dream Widow <laughs> from Studio 666, the movie. They yes. created, they performed these songs, this album, Dream Widow, as the fictional heavy, man, heavy metal band Dream Widow from the movie. Yes. And ah, oh my it's goodness. It's a great song. It, so, it's a great album. It's a great album. I finished this up with Lacrimous Day Ebrius. And it is it's just an amazing tribute. You just to wanted to make classic. You just wanted to make your your B side last longer than my A side. <laughs> so you're like, I'll slap a ten minute song at the end. Not quite, not quite. <laughs> but dude, this song just when I first heard it, because I, I just listened to the album it's not too long ago. Crazy it hit good. me. I was not expecting <laughs> Didn't know that good. Honestly, the whole album, this heavy metal album, when the first song came on and they're screaming, I'm like, holy shit, Grohl. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> well, I mean, he screams all the time, but, the, but not, not like, the general, like that. Like, yeah. Death clock, Not like that. Uh, cannibal corpse sort of uh, just like but growl, like fucking. I finished my B-side off with the last song that they came out with. It's the last song on the album. Yeah. And it is just this fantastic heavy metal instrumental through and through. And it takes you through almost like every era of heavy metal. You have the slow rise into it where you get like this kind of 80s feel to it. And then it gets a little more heavy and grungy. And then you have more modern style. And it's just it starts slow. It lifts you up and then it eases you back down. And it is a fantastic song. And I felt that was the most appropriate way to end my mixtape is start with an instrumental, end with an instrumental. I mean, you did it. Like, I did. It's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I had so much fun listening to all these songs. There are so many yeah. on there. There was another one from Dream Widow that I wanted to, I was thinking about. Cold was a fantastic song on there. You know, you have Razor, which was another like very kind of slow and very hard hitting with the lyrics and what's happening in the song. There's right, just right, right. so many that I wanted to have. But as I was going through, I was like, I can kind of create this story. And well, we don't know where we're, we don't know where it goes from here. But we know like there's nothing like a Foo Fighters concert. There's no fandom that is so. Just like once you get there, everything else in life checks out and you're just there to have fun. And that's exactly what they've always intended to do. They put on an, a, one of the best shows ever. Hopefully we, we get more in some sort of capacity, whatever it is. We're, we're there to support, we're there to love, and we're there to whatever they need, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, I really hope that the band, especially Dave Grohl, because him and Taylor were very good friends you know, has that support and that he can step forward and kind of move on. And I, I hope that everybody can do what we're, we're doing and celebrate the life of an amazing musician. So, so we, that's right. We will be posting these on Amazon music and YouTube and so YouTube you music listen, start to finish 
Yeah, we'll have playlists. And so we'll have the A-side playlist. We'll have B-side playlist. There is some overlap. And, of course, we knew there was going to be some overlap with our songs. Yeah. But I'm Couple. I'm very happy that our our lists were very different. And that just shows you how vast their library of music is. If you guys have a favorite Foo Fighters song, a favorite oh, album, yeah, let, let us know. Let us know. We would we would love to hear it. If you make your own mixtape and send it to us, we would love to listen to it in the order that you personally feel is best. And you can do you can do that on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and YouTube, all at 2DAP2020. And of course you can email us at 2DAP2020 at gmail.com. And next time on Two Dads and a Podcast. Next time on Two Dads and a Podcast, we will be reviewing and ranking our all-time favorite anime-featured films. I'm now, cutting this out. These I'm are... cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> so anime that have films made for them, and we're going to watch them all. All right? We got the Crunchyroll going now. No, I'm going to cut this before I even send the <laughs> audio to you. <laughs> so I'm 22 episodes into Attack on Titan. And I still don't get the appeal. <laughs> I'm I'm like five or six episodes into One Piece. I've been watching it here and there. That's it's it's been not bad. You know, decent little shonen anime. Can't that's, complain. That's that's cool. Um, it's Attack on Titan. I, I only have eight hundred more episodes to go though. <laughs> Spoil alert: the people are the Titans. I don't fucking know what's going on. And <laughs> you know what? I don't want to know. But, but you're going to keep I, watching I'm, it, though. You're going to keep. I'm watching rage it. watching this anime now. I'm so. I'm so dedicated. All right, that's all I got. Well, we're next time, next yeah, ne- next time we're going to do something. We haven't really thought that far ahead because this took up so much of our time. There was so much to this, and trying to narrow down their entire library of music <laughs> into yeah. a, a list of just ten songs was a lot harder than I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do another another mixtape kind of thing in the future. If you guys want to hear that, let us know. But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Rest in peace, Taylor. <laughs>